This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime. Although it's like he's been gone forever. Forever. John Crane, welcome back. How you doing, man? Seems seems just like yesterday, but and and nothing's really happened since I've been gone. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh yeah, it oh, does. Boy. It seems like it literally seems like forever since I've sat down and done this. Uh and uh, really even longer, I think, when just you and I have sat down together to do this. It's been a hot minute at least, and I think we need to do it. I know I need it too. It's, um, it's been a long, long week. When last we were on here, I had a big mega podcast out there for everybody, and we are getting ready for the season. I'm getting all hyped up to finish the rest of the tour in the league. And then all in a matter of 24 hours, things went straight to heck. The coronavirus, as we call it now. Change our season. I mean, I guess the best way forward. And it's not even emotional at this point. It's more like this is the world we're living in. My uh, my principal and then my superintendent in school. So they kind of laid it out in a staff message to us the other day that you know our kids remember this. That's what they remember in twenty years. Remember this. We remember nine eleven. That's what we remember. We remember how. The planes hit and, and where we were and all that. And these kids are going to remember being sent home due to a pandemic. And this is the first time in my lifetime that I've ever seen anything like this. I'm not sure if there's anything remotely that's been like this in the U.S. H- H1N1 was not treated as seriously. SARS was not treated as seriously. None of these things are treated seriously. And here we are. The baseball season is... For the most, well, for the moment, not most, for the moment, postponed. And just as you were getting in the thick of things in spring training. Holy crap, man. Um, actually, I'm a, probably a little older than you because when I was in high school, we had the shuttle, the Challenger uh, shuttle blow up. 
And uh, but we didn't get to go home. And nine uh, eleven, I was an adult, so yes, that's. I think that's why we're doing most defining moments. And this is just, yeah, this is this is different. Uh, none of those, well, caused people to miss as much time as some people are going to miss. And I guess it did cause it definitely caused economic toil. But um, back to your point, though. Yeah, I actually saw the last weekend of spring training baseball without even knowing it. Um, the players had a had a had a meeting that morning. We were we were all told in the, I don't know, we were told who we were told by, but we were all told that the players had a meeting that morning regarding this virus situation, and told to keep uh, fan interaction to a minimal. Um, God bless Albert Pujols, and there's more than just Albert Pujols, but um, Albert, who's notorious for not signing, uh, usually just standing in the middle of the field, uh, not signing. Uh, I actually got Albert to sign a ball for me and several other. He stood out there. I, 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 I don't know Albert person, personality-wise enough to know him to think, but it was almost like Albert was saying, nobody's going to tell me that I can't do something because – he he was at he signed a lot of stuff. He stood there for a good, I'm say five minutes, just signing whatever balls came came his way or shirts or whatever they put, and uh, and uh, but I'm not a collector though because on that ball contains a lot of uh, people that I don't even that probably won't even uh, that won't make the team, maybe ever. Um, but he's prominent in the middle there, so I'm not I'm not it for the money. I'm in it for the memories. I would get one of those cases for it, man. I mean, it's still a Hall of Fame. Oh, of course. But 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 I ha- I had to have my wife, so we had the program, and we had to sit there, and I had them check off, like check off, who did I get to sign? Who did I get to sign? So we were checking off, and some of them were non-roster players. And I think I, when I posted it on uh, Facebook or Twitter, somebody said, man, why'd you have so-and-so sign, you know, right there? And I, I, I said, I think he signed first. Albert signed second. I mean, Albert was probably about the sixth person to sign the ball. And it just was, it was just crazy when uh, – uh, I got the, it was just, I was, I went up, I don't know if you saw, there's a video my wife posted of me coming up and I'm looking for her and I'm, I'm talking because I was so excited to, uh, I just stunned that he was signing the balls and he said, and he signed, just stuck my hand out there and over, over the tunnel. They, like I said, they weren't really getting mm-hmm. that close. And, uh, Joe Madden, good news, Angels fans, Joe Madden avoided the curse. There's a video of that, too. If you see, uh, I was trying my desperate, desperately hard to try to get him to come over and take a picture with me. And he literally ran past me, waved at me and just kept running. So I don't know if somebody tipped him off. But uh, Joe Madden was he he was actually standing over closer to the dugout for quite a while talking to people. And I don't know, somebody he knew and he was standing. So I just stand there patiently waiting, thinking, well, when he gets out here near the tunnel, he'll stop. And no, he just booked past everybody. So I did not get a, a picture with Joe Matt. Well, he's in the background running. So I do have a picture with him. But I think he was uh, he knew about the curse and avoided me. And so that hopefully that bodes well for this season when it starts. You know, A, I got got a couple points here, a couple thoughts, and one just kind of hit me and actually made me a little emotional. And um, But I think Joe Madden probably kept walking because, not because of the John Crane curse, but because of the whole coronavirus thing. You know, he's not a spring chicken now, don't forget. He's, he's not 40 years old anymore, or 30, or 20, not even 50. He's 
in his 60s, so that's probably why. And on my end, it just kind of hit me just now. I had tickets. Um, I, well, I had put you up to a little bit, and I had also been hitting my aunt and uncle as well to go get some of those early Angels games because I'm trying to get bobbleheads for my daughter. You got me into that. And um, they're gone. Those games are gone. Who knows if we get to go. And then I also, because the closest team I hear are the Indians and the Pirates, I had gotten tickets from my family. The first time we were ever going to go to a family game. It's a full family, all two kids uh-huh. and the two parents together, all of us, my wife, my two daughters. I was taking them from Mother's Day out to see the Pirates game, and that was a Wonder Woman Pirates bobblehead that the girls were going to get. And they're not going to get that. And so I also had to got a five-pack of bobbleheads from the, for the minor league team. The scrappers were going to go see them because, again, folks, those are like, why are you going to all these games? Well, because I can't go to Angels games. <laughs> I'll see the Angels in September, so I'll see them. But I'm not even sure I'll see them. So all these different games, my, da- my daughter and I sat down. We actually scheduled around bobblehead games. That's what we did. And um, it looks like that's not happening. May 23rd, May 10th. Um, I, I don't think the early games are going to come, but I think I still think they will hold all the all the events. I actually went and redeemed redeemed a voucher that I still have no idea. One day at work, I opened my I opened my I have a day timer because I don't look at my phone as often as I should, and I opened it up and I found two two uh, two. Uh, vouchers for angels tickets and i can't for the life of me remember where i got those from but i went last weekend and bought tickets for cowbell night uh bobblehead <laughs> games weren't available for that day so i i bought tickets for the cat for the angels cowbell night and that's when's not that's going to be during the yeah and they have they have otani early and they have uh, Trout, early, i think early yeah, all, all of them are early this year. So they don't have a whole lot this year. Now, Jared was nice. He sent us a couple older bobbleheads, Shoemaker and Calhoun, and actually sent one for each daughter and a, a Mike Trout little uh, figurine. So thanks, thanks, Jared. And, man, geez, show for the podcast. But um, Is that but, the I mean, wall? Is that the one where he climbs the wall, the Mike Trout? Calhoun? No, no, no. No. Oh, Mike the Trout. trout the, yeah, that one. He's climbing a wall, yeah. He sent one for each girl. Is it a little green, little plastic thing? Little yeah, green yeah. plastic thing? Yeah. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, I got, I got that. That sits so, on my I mean, desk right now. So I don't have much on my desk, but anyways, go ahead. But yeah, and it, but that was the thing is I, I had my daughters, I didn't get to see them much this year after surgery. Once I go back to work, I've barely seen these kids. And oh, it's kind of weird now. We're basically quarantined, so I see them all the time. But getting to do stuff with them, going outdoors with them. My daughter loves around the bases. I was looking forward to taking her to her first Angels game this year. And collect them bobbleheads with her. It's just been a blast. And so it kind of just broke my heart that um, these games, these early games probably aren't happening. I'm not sure if I can turn those tickets in for the bobblehead games or, oh. or whatever. I don't know. Well, yet. I'm sure. In fact, I think they'll reschedule those games. The, the, the bobbleheads are made, probably already made at this well, point. Well, yeah, but they, I don't know if I can I mean, make they're, they're, when the games are going to be played. Like, because I have teaching seminars likely coming up. I have to be, you know, there's different things going on over the course of a summer that change everything, especially when, you know, things like this are happening as well. So I don't know. And, and those days are planned. So I'm kind well, of just 
bummed about a little bit. Don't mind me whining a little bit about. It. I'll be fine. Just well, just no, I mean there's bigger I, things in the world. I understand you. I understand you being upset about missing the game, but but you made a stink, and my wife made a stink for me in a similar situation with the Clippers, where they didn't have the bobblehead, and. I think if you have tickets for that game on that day, I think the Angels, if they don't already plan to accommodate you in one way or the other, uh, would accommodate you if you made it aware to them. Well, that, um, just for out of PR purposes, make sure you, make sure you send a picture with you and your daughters with sad faces, and uh, I'm sure <laughs> well, I mean, they'll uh, they'll accommodate the, you. <laughs> well, well, two of them were for uh, for the Pirates. One was for. Um, I think the Indians and one and five are for the scrappers. And of course I'm heading out for the angels series in Cleveland in September. And that's the only yeah. chance we have to see them this year because of just how the schedule worked out. So that's we'll see if that even trip. holds up. Well, that's we'll the next question we need up. to get to. That's the real question we need to get to is, is what holds up now at this point? Because if you listen to Trump's president Trump's news conference today, He's saying July to August when this thing starts heading on the downslope. July to August means you're not having a baseball season. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I actually didn't get to hear. I heard somebody mention it at work, but I just drove home and I got and I got here, so I haven't really heard that news yet about the uh, the time frame. But I know that I know that that he um, what Rob Manfred said that. We were going to still have it. He mentioned something about a 162 game season, and it just that the math doesn't add up. It's not. It's not going to happen. Well, it's possible, see, especially. But you'd have to make some changes to the to the CBA for a season. You'd have to because you'd have to basically let the 40 man roster stay up all year and play multiple doubleheaders. Is what you'd have to do with minimal with minimal days off. I mean, and the, but you want the players to have a day off because then they're susceptible to getting sick otherwise, right? So you, you're talking multiple doubleheaders. You're talking about, you know, basically changing for one season service time. They'd all have to agree to doing it. But honestly, it could work. If you did a day-night doubleheader, a 1 o'clock and a 7 o'clock, Eastern time or Western time, however you want to put it, Pacific time, that could work. To get you max games on 162, uh, I don't know about that. But if you're talking about getting back 15, 20 games in a season, that might work. Uh, I'll tell you a, a couple things that would be, and you know, I'm, 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 I would prefer a 162 game season. But well, so would I. This late start could be conducive for Otani. There's a couple uh, players recovering that this could be conducive to, and a shorter season would definitely, I think, be conducive to the Angels, who uh, having who, who tend to get injured. Well, I'm not worried about that as much. I'm worried about the overall. What's when, if ever, will we see them play <laughs> this year? And I, I'm sorry, I actually disagree with President Trump on this one. I really do, because. Given the response, I know he's taken hits in the response. Many people have taken hits in the response and, and lashed out about how the U.S. has responded. But I'm sorry, within a matter of a week, our country shut down. And we've gone from from uh, crowds of 250 down to 25, down to 10 now in my state. They, want, they don't want you know more of 10. And groups of 10, crowds of 10. 
if you're going to do that much social distancing and you're going to be just basically locked in place, you're going to this is going to burn out faster than that. I'm sorry. This is just look at all the models. Look at the models. If you can't, if the virus can't find anybody, I know I'm like you talk most to Paul. You're not an expert. Listen, you're right. I'm not an expert, but it's just basically math. If you think about it, if 120,000 people in a city of 200,000 are sitting at home and they're not communicating with anybody except each other, they're buying online from Walmart or Amazon or wherever, and it's being delivered to their house and not really dealing with anybody personally, where's the virus going to go in that city? Well, that's what they're trying to do. By the way, you sound like an expert when you call yourself Mr. Ciapala. I I like that. (laughs) And you said, I'm not an expert. Hey, Mr. Ciapala, I'm not an expert. (laughs) Derek, though, you don't really, you don't really sound an expert on that. But I, I just, it's just out here, the grocery stores are, you know, they open, people line up, they take all the stuff and it's empty. Um, we still have food. We have water. We have toilet paper. We have all the essentials. We don't have bulk. We didn't go crate. We don't have a, a six month supply. Um, but I just, I think people are making again without getting. We're getting away from baseball, but I just think people need to take a breath and relax and okay, well, shop for a week. Yeah, let's let's wrap it back around here. Just back to baseball. So where we're going. And I want to go to games. Why can't we just go to games? Hey, well, you know, we that's the thing. Escapes. We yeah, I got escapes. an email though. John, I got an email. I got an email from a from a listener. It's one who's who says he's been listening since like the first episode. So, you know, he gets a little bit of street cred with me. And he brought up an idea here. He brought up the idea of us going back and as we're getting close to twenty years, it's been eighteen years now. Let's go back and listen to watch the games from the 2002 World Series and then give our commentary on them during the show. And you know what? For those of us who look back on that season and love every minute of it, probably can be accused of of reliving that season too much. I think it's actually a pretty good idea because, quite frankly, why not? Why not? And the second part of that, too, is... We have never talked about the greatest players in Angels history on this show. And maybe we should do that. And I think we should involve the listeners as well. So what do you think about that, John? I think it sounds like an outstanding idea. So this is what we're going to do. That's my favorite well, World Series, by the way. I'm just going to go go on a, go on a record. Because it's, it's your team? Because it's your team? Of course. Of course, and well, I don't think any Angel fan should say that they would ever get tired of talking about it. I'll tell you what. If I'm going to rank my top five World Series, it's the ones I enjoyed the most. Obviously, 2002 didn't take the cake. Okay. Although, this is going to be unpopular, Game 7 really wasn't all that dramatic. It was all Game no. 6. Game 6, Game yeah. 6. Game 7 was kind of like... Yeah. Game seven was just kind of like, eh, they kind of walked through. The, the Giants were just emotionally done in that game, so they just kind of walked through it. But, I mean, people forget about game two. I mean, that was that game was a Giants win, if I believe, but that was an emotional game. Bonds was dominant. That series itself was amazing. So, yeah, that's up there. Number one for me is that 2002 World Series, but what's next for you? I guess I'll have to go to, well, see, now this is an unpopular opinion. 
I mean, I could go back to back to well, you know, how I started. Anybody who started listening to the podcast knows that I I started my love for baseball started with the Yankees. So I could go back to uh, Reggie's um, phenomenal World Series. Um, I did en- really enjoy, though it was very stressful. The Dodgers Astros, the first series, the first year with Dodgers Astros, mm-hmm. that was that was just such. A str- stressfully exciting World Series. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just going recent. Last year was amazing too. Last year was absolutely amazing. Well, with the Nationals. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was a good series. It was a very good series. I- I'm looking back here though, and my my favorite World Series. I'm a little more picky, probably. And you know me, I'm more of a historian, so I'm going to be. I'm going to kind of go on with history a little bit, and I got to tell you. That 2016 Cubs over Indians, that one was, that's up there. That's up there for me. Arizona, New York in 2001 was pretty good. How about 91? The bloody sock, right? The bloody sock. No, no, 91 is the Twins and Braves. That was good. Now, unfortunately, I can't go back further than 86 because I don't remember anything before 86. So I'll go Mets and... Red Sox in 86 is pretty good. Oh, geez. I mean, where would you rank some of these? I mean, if it goes, if it's a six gamer, it doesn't, it loses street cred with me. So six gamers aren't my fave. You're saying, yeah, it has I just to said seven. Fave. You're saying it has to go seven, seven games? I'm not saying it has to. It's more my preference. Like, you mm-hmm. kind of lose, if it's not a great one, if it doesn't go seven, in my opinion, I could be dead wrong. And, and that's okay. Um, but I look through these World Series, like especially from like 2004 to 2009, not too exciting. Not too exciting at all. 2000, yeah, two, that was 2001. The Blaze Soccer was about 2004, right? I'm sorry? Was, two, the Blaze Soccer was oh, 2004. You're about, you're, you're, yeah, you're talking about... Um, uh, Kurt Schilling, right? Yeah. yeah, but that was the ALCS, and the Red the Red Sox went to the World Series and swept the Cardinals that year. So the Red Sox got the Blaze Sox in two thousand four. The in the American Championship Series, they were down. Wasn't it three games nothing? I'm pretty sure it was three nothing, wasn't it? I'll buy that. I'm digging in my brain here. I mean, I could just look it up real quick. Okay, I am right now. All right, so. Oh yes, it was three nothing. Yankees beat the Red Sox nineteen to eight in Game Three, and then the Red Sox come back and win four straight. Win four straight, and they won the last two in in New York. That's kind of awesome. But I'm just looking back at. Can you really tell me of all those World Series of that 2002 isn't top three at least? Just put the I just, put the I, Angels I, I, fan aside. Yeah, no, it's it's a it, it was over. They had they had they had the the San Francisco Giants locker room was taped off, was covered with plastic. It was over. I mean, if, if the video is amazing, if you have the World Series video, you know, and they're talking and Salmon, uh, Salmon uh, says that when he got he he got out. He went back to the dugout and he thought, you know, I, I thought, oh, man, it's over. But when he got back to the dugout, they said, it ain't over. He said, nobody in there believed it was over. 
And I mean, from from just being an Angels fan and also just enjoying, uh, uh, you know, I have a malicious streak in me watching uh, Bonds, who had one of the most amazing World Series, Albert Pujols against Texas. I'm uh, had just an amazing World. I mean, it was the same same kind of World Series. Every time he came up, you thought this guy's gonna uh, this guy's gonna hit a home run. This guy's gonna hit a home run. They'd walk him. Uh, so. I uh, just yeah, I just game six is just because you, you when you were when you lived it live, you thought this was it. You really thought they were going to lose. You thought it was over. It was done. The hated Giants were going to win. Well, That's back hated to that. Giants from Dodgers perspective. Pardon? Go go back to that series. I was wrong, by the way. I, I mix them up. Game one was won by the Giants. Game two was the Angels. Okay, that, that was 11 10 game. That was, a, that was an awesome game. That was the game where Kevin Napier got rocked and we thought, oh crap, this is over with. And the Angels came right back right away. I I can go one, two. There were only three of the seven games were decided by. So I'm sorry. Three of the seven games were three runs or more. Everything else is a one run game. The one that was within three runs was Game Seven, where the Angels pretty much just shut them down the whole, almost the whole game. Was John Lackey. So you had two blowouts, and in both those games, you had the sense it was over. Like game three, the Angels up 10 to 4. They win that game 10 to 4, and you think they have all the momentum going up to San Francisco. The Giants win game, game four, then they blow out the Angels in game five, and you're thinking, okay, great, great. It's, it's, it's done now. 3 2, but they're going home. Uh, the pitching matchup isn't your favorite pitching matchup in the world because you've got to go send out, you know, Broke down people. Kevin Napier pitched that day. He pitches game six. And you're thinking, oh man, please. But the team came through. They came through. I mean, what can you say? Kevin Napier, by the way, p- pitches four and three innings in that game six. That's it. I mean, he's done. What do you it say was, to that? It was special. It was special. I say, I say it was It was special. It was special. I think I and and you, and you know I don't like doing this, but um, the '89 with the Dodgers and, and and the Oakland A's, the Bash Brothers. I mean, that wasn't supposed to happen. I mean '88. That was '88. Oh, '88. I'm sorry, '89. They actually won. Yeah, '88. Yeah, the '88. Um, yeah, I mean that wasn't supposed to happen. Well, I, yeah, I remember and, sitting. I mean, and I was not happy it happened. I was not happy it happened. I was. I was. <laughs> I, mean, it's I was the on A's, the other I end. Mean, I was, you were we were Angels fans were in a no win situation in that series. You hate the A's, you hate the Dodgers, right? So you have no chance. But I remember being up. I was the only person in the house up that night watching that World Series game, and I and I could not believe when Kirk Gibson hit that home run. Could not believe it. Yeah. Who could? That's another. You know, Vince Scully's call of it. That's it's 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 really it's it's that's a that's straight out of a movie. That's straight out of a movie. That's well, sure. that's the natural that whole moment. Um, I mean, I guess which, it's the yeah. one five game series. You it can be like that was a good one, but I, I look through all the rest of these and think, okay, seven games is what I'm looking for because I don't see, for example, okay, uh, the Red Sox Dodgers series that should have been the most. Dodgers were down that year a little bit, 92 and 71. The Red Sox, 108 and 54, clearly the best team in the league. That should have been what it was. The You mentioned the 2017 series. That was, that was pretty good, right? The Astros and Dodgers are pretty good. But 
You had the Cubs and Indians. Talk about that one. Before that, the Royals over the Mets in 2015. Then you have 2014. This one was one that broke our hearts, right? 2014 getting swept by the Royals, right? Yeah, that's when we. Yeah, that's that was the year we got. Yeah. Now the Giants beat the Royals in seven games. Mike, Mike, Mike uh, Trout's right. Only uh, playoff appearance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not remember that one. That one goes. He didn't seven have games. that great. He didn't have that great of a series. So, so we got to get back there again. <laughs> that that series though, that that 2014 just wasn't my. It was a seven game series, but it's the Giants and Royals. I like just two teams I could care less about watching in that series. I just some. I didn't feel it. Uh, 2013, 4-2, Red Sox over Cardinals. That that series lost its novelty pretty early. 2011 was pretty good. Cardinals and, and Rangers. Yeah, that was that was, that was was bulletproof Albert Pujols. That was every time that guy stepped up to the plate. He was he was invincible. Hasn't been the same since, that, unfortunately. That's why, that's why everybody was so excited. And I still, I mean, the guy, hey, hey, the guy signed my ball. And the guy, and, and 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 again, he's only he's only not he's it's because of his salary that that people that he's the issue. His numbers are better than Cole Calhoun's. Well, oh, not last season. year in home runs. Not last year in home runs. No, not last year in home runs. But but you, you just didn't know. get what you paid for with him. You're paying for. More than you got, but the Angels knew that was the risk when they signed him, and I, I, I'm not as angry about it anymore. I mean, you're trying to you're trying to bring people to the ballpark. You're trying to keep people interested when you're when you're the basically, and I don't mean this in any kind of mean way as an Angels fan, but I mean, the Angels are seen as the redheaded stepchild of the teams in SoCal, right there. I mean, it just. In L.A. anyway, it's the L.A. area. L.A. metro area for those in Orange County who may be a little offended about me that way. I just, I get it. I get what they went after I live here, it's true. I live here, it's true. I mean, I get it. I just wish it would have gone a little better. I wish his legs would have held up a little more. It didn't go that way. So, folks, that's it. We just need to get on the air. It's been a while, and we need to be on the air more. So to help us stay on the air and have things to talk about while we're just kind of waiting in la-la land, a.k.a. self-imposed quarantine, or in some cases actually really imposed quarantine, we're doing two things. We're going to go through this World Series, and we're going to break it down game by game. So John's got a homework. John, let's say for Thursday night, Thursday night, for a Thursday night recording, your homework is to watch Game 1 of the World Series. Okay. 2002. Can you make That'll that be hard, Kevin? That'll, That'll be, be hard. I mean, how, how dare you expect to watch baseball? Yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, folks, by the way, I don't know if you saw, if you go to MLB.com, there is one historic free, sorry, historic free, there's one historic game for free available for each team to watch. So... If you're missing baseball and you want to get some baseball history, and you guys know how much I love my history, go check them out. That's free. Go watch them over there at MLB.com. So here's the deal. John and I have homework, and you have homework too, folks. We want to hear from you. Either email it to us, talkinghalos, okay, at gmail.com, talkinghalos at gmail.com, or Twitter, just reply to our little poll question. On Twitter, 
We'll put it up on Facebook as well. We'll start with, are we going to start first base? You want to go first base? That would, well, yeah, catcher, okay. pitcher, first base, however you want to go. We'll go, we'll by, go by first position. base. Okay. We'll go first base. We want your nominees, your nominees for first baseman, best first baseman in Angels history. Okay? And I, then we'll do a whole Twitter poll. That's, we'll that's a simple one, but we'll start it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sway anybody. <laughs> You're not gonna sway. Are you saying it's Albert? No. I said I think it's a simple one. No, I'm not oh, okay. saying it's Albert. I I mean if you're talking about all-time career, I might say Albert, but I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about angel career. Okay. So there you go, folks. That's the mission. That's the plan. And we'll be back with you in a couple of days to talk game one of the World Series plus the nominees we received from you, top first baseman in Angels history. For John and the entire staff here, we're out of here. And we will see you midweek. Take care. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.